0: Welcome to the Listing Leaders Podcast, where our mission is to educate and entertain on all things listing leaders and Northwest Indiana real estate. I'm Brandon Rainwater, and here's what we're talking about this week. Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Listing Leaders Podcast. My name is Brandon Rainwater, and throughout these episodes, which we'll be uploading to the old interwebs about every two weeks. We hope to bring you interviews from successful realtors and hear interesting stories that they have to tell. We'll also bring value in the form of tips, tricks, and how you yourself can enter the exciting world of real estate, become a listing leader, and find success in what can be a very rewarding and lucrative career or side hustle. So today what we're gonna do is we're gonna learn the journey and the stories behind some of the regular voices that you're gonna hear on this podcast. Again, I'm joined by Brian Manning and Joshua Wozniak. So we are gonna go ahead and get inside their heads, see what makes them tick, um, and why a career in real estate suits them so well. I'm gonna probably just take turns asking each one of you questions, so one person's not doing a whole lot of talking. Um, We will start with Brian. Mr. Manning, how did you get into real estate, and what has your journey in real estate looked like so far? Well, I got into real estate officially
1: last June, and I started off, I've been wanting to do it for a while, it's no secret I'm real good friends with Kevin Hutnick. He, uh, I've been I've known him for 25 years. He used to come over to my house, hang out with my brothers, you know, when they were still in high school. Um, Kevin, I've known him for a long time, and I got to sit back and watch him, especially like through Facebook, and and watch his career blossom and to the point where he's at right now with Listening Leaders, and. I was doing a jiu-jitsu and I ended up uh, ripping my elbow off my bicep so I had to miss work for an extended amount of time and I figured you know what I can't do anything I, at all I'm gonna go do this so I took the, the course and started going through uh, listing leaders in Maryville and um, well then COVID shut down but I went back to work and I, I said that's it I'm gonna do this I like this I, I it was like a whole new opportunity for me to blossom because i like to deal with people so
0: when we we talk about like happen chances and like divine intervention would would you say it was your jujitsu accident that i would say so really paved the way for you to be able to take that class because (laughs)
1: like you i come from the background of working in a steel mill right and i'm still there i've I've got 26 years coming up this coming june and anyone that's sitting on that time they don't leave because you know, you're gonna get your 30, you're gonna retire or, you know, go more. And it was that jujitsu accident where a guy weaved his arm and popped my elbow off my bicep that said, hey, you got the time to do this finally, instead of all that overtime and all that crazy schedule, just go do it. And once I sat down in that class, it was, I knew this was it, you know, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I'm done with that mill. I'm, I'm like phasing it out of my life. Awesome. And, and now it's, I'm concentrating on this. Cause you can, the best thing is, is you can set your own hours. You can work how you want to work. Sure. You know, and that's, that to me means a lot. Cause if you've got family, young kids, old, you know, grandkids, whatever, you can make it work. It, it, you make your own schedule.
0: Now, unique to the mill, I know they have a career development program, which is outstanding. And career development, you know, if you do work on the Gary Lake front, and if you are a member of the USW, they'll pay for you to take your pre-licensing. Did you get your pre-licensing That's, paid for
1: That The, the US, uh, the career development was my financer to get into real estate school. So once, uh, you know, that gets cleared, and, and I, I believe it's paving the way for others, like I've, you guys are getting lined up to do that. I, from what we talked before. Mm -hmm. And that would open up a whole avenue of opportunities because a lot of that workforce is older. They've got 30 years, they're in their early 50s. It's too early to retire, but their bodies can't handle that abuse anymore. And they would, you know, they make good agents, you know. Not all of them, but you know, a good chunk of them would.
0: That's awesome. I like that. I'm sitting here with you, and we're having this conversation. All as a result of a jujitsu accident. Yep. And I said that wrong. Jujitsu. Jujitsu. <laughs> no, no, yeah. that's too good. Josh, let's 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 transition to you. Why did you get into real estate, and what has your journey in real estate looked like so far?
2: Yeah. So similarly um, with Brian, and I actually think that there is a lot of people out there like us, um, perhaps. Uh, Past version of us where we had just an interest in real estate I think there's a lot of people out there that are interested in real estate and there's something that they have that's working and it's uh, what do they say that the good is the enemy of the great so I think a lot of people are doing something good in life which is where I feel like I started out prior to doing real estate I was doing something good but I had um, a long-standing interest in real estate and so actually it took a little bit of disruption in my own life to uh stir me to finally take the step um which was in april of 2021 i believe where i finally uh, took the test and i don't want to say finally because when i actually started to study for the test it, it wasn't very long i was reading hours per day like kind of became obsessed with getting my real estate license and i got it and um, so prior, prior to this, I was in construction and, and I love building and I always wanted to own some land. And so kind of those things were leading towards real estate eventually, I feel like. And um, just some of the uh, investment opportunities that I had seen over the years as a kid, uh, I really thought maybe aspiring towards real estate made sense if I was uh, wanting any prospect of uh, generational wealth. So I really think real estate is uh, strongly a part of generational wealth, uh, so that's one of the draws to it for me. But so I uh, I was a union carpenter and I still am, but my focus is real estate now. Um, what made you flip the switch?
1: Where, like I I told you that the jujitsu accident. What happened to you? Where you're like yeah, a that's lot of it.
2: it. A lot of it was with the coronavirus situation where I wanted a little bit more independence. Um, Get away from. Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted more independence and uh, it's actually driven me a lot more in, in an entrepreneurial direction, which plays strongly into real estate. Um, but yeah, so I got my license and so I decided to come to listing leaders, especially because um, I guess I really saw the draw in this being a growing organization. I That's uh, one thing about real estate. I see it there's a lot of potential for growth so um yeah i got into it um for that reason no to... that's,
0: that's so good um actually i just want to parlay really quick on what one something that you said you, you talked about doing good like making the work that you do matters that resonates with me so much um i did work at the mill i put in 10 years at us steel like brian and the whole time i was there i was plagued by a couple of thoughts one of my thoughts was I really wanted the work that I did to make a difference. That mattered to me. I mean, as a human, I, I am plagued with this idea that I want, like like a lot of people, I just wanna leave the world a better place than I than I got it, right? But also I had this thought where, what if the work that I did for the man, right? What if all the blood, sweat and tears and effort that I put in toward making somebody else wealthy, what could I build if I, were, if I put that into my own business, like if I put all that effort, time and energy into creating something that was mine, what could I accomplish? Which was ultimately why I made the jump and jumped into real estate as well. Um, that's awesome, I love hearing that's such the
2: right reason. Absolutely, and, and exactly what you just said, um, but extended to other people as well, helping other people uh, do things that are a little bit more, um, rewarding maybe like uh, for instance um, you know working for somebody else is is maybe similar to the comparison of uh, paying someone else's mortgage you know which it's not always a bad situation there's definitely benefits to being a renter there are good reasons to rent but uh, there's also people out there that are renting and it would make more uh, more sense in their situation to uh, own a home and that would help them, you know, create better opportunities for their future. So it's great that a realtor gets to play a part in that, um, opening up opportunities for people, helping them navigate the process of buying a home or maybe even, you know, when they didn't even think it was possible, showing somebody that homeownership is a possibility for them. Right. And that can have such a big impact on somebody's life in that way of, of giving them a foundation to build on so that they can have kind of their own... Uh, journey in this world where they have maybe can create a family or maybe just a lifestyle or whatever it is that sure what
0: I love hearing about that too because I can almost take that completely full circle is one of the things that I teach as far as bringing value as new agents is one of the things that we do as agents especially when we're working with buyer clients is we get to work with them in the economics versus renting versus owning and most people think they're gonna be stuck in that rent hole but that's not true. You know, you gra- you gravitate to the right agent, you hook yourself up with the right people, and they're gonna be able to illuminate the path to you, uh, path for you to home ownership, and ultimately start being able to build the wealth that home ownership can provide. I know you kind of mentioned it already, Brian, but I wanna switch gears to the next question I wanted to ask you guys. Like why did you get, um, what did you do before real estate, and do you do anything other than real estate? I know we talked a little yeah. bit about something you did before. Let's yes. talk about that. So
1: I obviously, we, uh, I work at US Steel. I'm an electrical maintenance planner. My job there is to, you know, order, procure, and, and plan out jobs that require electrical uh, maintenance. Right. Uh, but that before that, I, I was DJing. I, I've done a lot of weddings, a lot of parties, uh, events, and that's why the transition into real estate is so easy for me because I'm so used to working with people. And and as a DJ, you have to make the crowd happy. You can't. Go in there and play what you want to play and and you see a bunch of angry faces in the crowd. You got to work the crowd and you got to make sure they're happy and and keep them content the entire time you're there. So that when they leave that wedding, the three things that they'll always remember is how beautiful the bride was, how wonderful the event, the food was and, and the place and how great they had a time on the dance floor. Yeah. If you screw up that third one then the other two you know they don't remember that
0: i love that so it makes me i have a question on that because i know what mill culture is like and i'm a very social person now i'm guessing djing is kind of a social it's a really social atmosphere anyway um do you think that maybe working in the mill and then jumping into real estate, got to like scratch that itch. Like you get to be social again, right? We get to go out and forge these relationships that you probably were able to do in DJing that kind of dries up when you're stuck in that mill crowd. Right,
1: the mill, you know how the mill is. The mill that will wear you down like the worker bee. The uh, DJing, I started doing that probably about 10 years of seniority at US Steel. So I I started later, but it was still, it was a, a way to just, you know, have an outlet uh, and and have fun and you know and do something and, and get rewarded for it while you're doing it. And don't you need that? You do. I mean, need like that.
0: I'm impressed by that. One, the out the kind of hours that our steelworkers work, um, but two, that you saw the value in needing something else. Right. You know.
1: Would you like to know how I got into DJing?
0: Mm, well, I think I would now. <laughs> and the listeners, well, I and, think and the, the listeners, listeners are, are wondering too. Well,
1: here's the, the real truth.
0: I was it a jiu-jitsu accident? No, I was <laughs> I was playing semi pro football. Semi pro football. Semi pro
1: football. Traveling Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, Indiana, and one of my teammates had some equipment and he was trying to sell because he needed the cash. So I, oh, yeah. I I I used to play bass and you know guitar in high school. I knew the equipment. I said yeah I can flip it. Got it home. Had a couple of drinks, went out in the garage, started playing with it. I was like I could do this. I don't want to interject. I don't want to take well, over. I just... want
2: you to take back over. But I'm just. Uh, I really feel like this is the story of how a lot of people probably get their first investment property. Also, sure. so I think just go ahead. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, ahead. Put it in the it, garage. So yeah,
1: th- th- definitely, it, it comes to you. You don't go looking for it it just happens to fall to you
0: organically right yeah well see that's one of the things that i love about real estate period um and i and another thing that i teach um when you if you have an idea of what you want to do just getting into real estate is going to not only illuminate doors that weren't there to begin with but open them for you as well right right? so I've i've read a lot of books and a lot of self-development uh, books, a lot of books in real estate, and there's always these same themes that keep bubbling to the top. And one of my favorite themes is you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. Well, sitting in a shanty at US Steel, I didn't like that answer. No, I looked around, I did not like that answer. Right. So now that I'm an instructor at one of the pre-licensing schools, I am finally surrounding myself out around the people that like can bring me to their level, but that I emulate, that I want to be like, right. that are gonna help me along my journey, and it's exciting. So I want to transition back to Josh because I do know you do do something other than real estate um, in the AV sector. Uh, but I ask you the same question. Obviously, you kind of told us what you did a little bit before real estate. But what else do you do other than real estate?
2: That's right. So you know. One of my problems is uh, summarizing all my different interests, um, <laughs> and that's something uh, that my my time even I've got to divide my time between all those different things. Also, but um, so I do I do other things, and so in the business sense, uh, I'm growing a a business that's parallel. Um, when I got into real estate, it's part of my vision for my real estate business is to have um, excellent imagery on my listings and I want to capture all that myself um, just to see to it that it's done properly and also to grow my portfolio and my skill set so I acquired a drone and also um, the ability to edit like high-quality video and um, a professional camera and I've been using those to Conduct a business, a media business, offering aerial media services. And that's so that's one of my biggest goals for 2022 um, is to get 52 great um, images or short clips that I'm going to use to uh, post weekly. So that's going to be uh, coming from my company, and maybe DBA coming soon would be a JW Aerial Media. But, um, and I also. My uh, my wife and I we run a, a hobby farm. Um, we bought a couple acres a few years ago and um, with a small cottage on it, and we've built up like a hobby farm there. So that's kind of one of my other pursuits as well. Is uh, I guess I'm trying to subsist off of uh, food that I grow myself. But what kind of, I say what kind of hobbies? Uh, well, like it, like a hobby farm, as in raising like small animals. Okay, and okay, uh, okay. Having I, an orchard. That's where my mind went. Yeah, I, I, no. <laughs> I
0: was seeing toy trains. Yeah, I, I, don't, oh. I, I don't. know why. That's yeah. not where I went. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Well, I was thinking he bought a place in Michigan. I'm uh-huh. a Michigan. Yeah, no. Yeah,
2: no. Not quite. No, this is. <laughs> oh, head, that kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> food. Yeah, food. Food, ne- food and animals. That's right. Fruit, animals, that kind of stuff. Awesome. But uh, but yeah. So for this upcoming year, and I'm all, I also have my notary commission, so I do also do some notarizations. Um, you keep yourself busy. I love yeah, to be busy. Of all trees, Absolutely, right? that's. What I'm looking for is to have uh, a medley of different things so I can always be excited about what I'm doing. A and also, love that word. Yeah. And what? That's, that's what it's coming out to be. I, I'm, I'm developing a business that, that allows me to partake in several of my interests and uh, provide mutually beneficial services to people. And um, it's also just kind of reinforcing my network of relationships that's uh, bolstering my real estate business. So. That's uh that's kind of what I do.
0: That's awesome. Um I, I didn't really get a chance to tell much of my story. I'm kind of doing most of the question asking. Yeah, well, well let me yeah, ask you then. Right. Right. That's that's true I, did, you. I did
2: want to share just a
0: little bit of like, you know, exactly what got me into real estate yeah. as well. So so
2: let's say then uh so Brandon, why did you get into real estate and what has your journey in real estate looked like so far? Why,
0: thank you, Josh. That is a really great question. <laughs> so um right out of high school, I actually start cut my teeth in the trades at, in painting. Um, I worked for a painting company out of Chesterton, uh, very quickly. I learned to enjoy it, see a need for it and started my own company in my twenties and painting really opened me up to real estate. It, it planted the seed of like this, it's, it's a, it's a growing redwood right now, but uh, my love for real estate. So the things that really I valued in painting were always meeting new people and my scenery was always changing. And pride and accomplishment. Brian and I were talking about that earlier, but once you complete some, complete the work, you're done painting somebody's house and they're gushing over it, they love you. That's a, a really prideful moment. And you take mm-hmm. pride in your work and pride and accomplishment. And I loved all those things. So, 08 happened, I got a baby on the way, and no one wants to pay me to paint their house anymore. Right. So, against... I mean, you do what you got to do to get your family to survive. Um, My dad works, retired from the mill. My brother still works at the mill Um, and I I fell in line to make ends meet. And so when I did that, I made a promise to myself and the promise was pretty simple. I didn't want to retire from there. I didn't want to. I wanted to constantly be working toward my real estate education or my education period um, to where I could get out there and start my own career in real estate. And i did that after 10 years um i've read a ton of books i love showing my students my books because when i turn my books over they're all black from me reading them in the shanty in my oranges right all the bottom of my books are so worn in Um, so i couldn't wait i finally pulled the trigger after 10 years um quit the mill and in my first full year of real estate almost matched my salary now, granted, I have a high level of ambition, which is why I just couldn't wait to get out of there. I was right. clawing at the walls of those shanties just to get out there and start something myself. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what my real estate journeys look like so far. And then almost immediately one year into it, uh, because I love teaching and because I want to be able to provide this for other people, like Josh was saying, I want to give value. I want to make other people's life better as well. I was very blessed and fortunate to be able to start the Listening Leaders Academy. And we are on our sixth class now. I have, just like Josh said, we're in the relationship business. I love my students. We are, we forge wonderful relationships. Many of them are going to make outstanding brokers, and it's exciting for me, almost from like a mother hen perspective, to be able to provide this education and then go see someone's life change. Like that's that's winning, right? Yep, it is. That's, that's literally winning.
2: So can I ask you once more, how many years is it that you were working in the mill? Ten. 10. Yeah. So I, I just want to revisit that timeline actually sure. and I want to tie this in with something that we were talking about a little bit ago with like stability where people are considering a transition but they're not so sure or maybe they don't they haven't reached their own personal tipping point mm-hmm. to actually go ahead and get involved. But uh, I was reading a book I think it was a great book uh, called the uh, $100,000 part-time real estate agent. And one of the premises of the book was that you're not really doing real estate part-time, you're doing it as a dual career. Well put. Um, and so one of the things that stood out in this book uh, was that you can, so uh, if you're if you're not able to get into real estate full-time, you can still make progress. And the reason why this comes to mind is because of the time frame that you mentioned mm-hmm. over the period of 10 years uh, where, where you had that, that desire burning in you that whole time you kept it alive and now that is you know a, a, a wildfire um, so with this book it says um, that you can run that as a real estate business part-time but but the other thing was she built her business over years and years I mean she spent years with children where she didn't even own a home and then bought a home and then spent years without even a real estate license and then got a real estate license and even took a couple years to build her business up. And so after reading that book, one of my big takeaways was that for some people, real estate is not going to happen right away. Mm. And I think it's important for people to realize that incremental progress is how you get where you wanna go. So when you're working a job that you don't wanna work forever, um, if you keep your eye on the ball and you're always working in that direction of growing towards real estate that's how you can um, get out of those jobs get out of that shanty and onto something else and so i think your story is a great story too. and
1: this is a really good point because there are people that will be listening to this that are thinking of becoming real estate agents they're Mm -hmm. not real estate agents yet and they may be working a dead-end job they may be working a great job like it like like what we went through so what was your tipping point where you when did you get your license, and when did you finally say, "I'm done," and I walked out?
0: So I, my tipping point was before I even started at US Deal. <laughs> so you,
1: you knew going in that you weren't finished. So there,
0: there, we always talk about these different kind of agents. What kind of agent are you? When did you When did you discover real estate? For me, it was a foregone conclusion. Very few people, and I'm fortunate enough in life to be able to say this: it was always real estate for me. I couldn't wait to be in real estate. So I've sold like. Been in sales my whole life but i've been bad at sales before too i sold cars and i like how josh said talks about incremental progress and you may not always be ready i sold new cars uh when i was 18 years old and i was hey. awful at it i mean i got fired from that job and i deserve to be fired from that job <laughs> and i but i had a lot to learn and uh,
1: so when did you get your license relative to when you left
2: the mill.
0: When I left the mill. So uh, I actually... Were you
2: working on getting the license while you were still at the I mill? was,
0: yeah. So I did not get the, the opportunity to take my pre-licensing in person. I did have to take it online so I could go at my own pace. And uh, as soon as I got my license, I was like a dog with a bone. And I put so much of my time and effort into real estate. My wife saw I was killing myself, burning the candle at both ends, trying to grow, grow my business. And so we made the decision that... It's it's now or never. Clearly, I was never gonna stop. Failure is not an option. It's an option if you learn. You know, we, right. we succeed or we learn. That's fine, I, I will fall down. I will get always get back up one more time that I fall down. Right. So carrying that mentality, quitting the mill, success was a foregone conclusion. I just had to walk that crooked path to get there.
2: You know, yeah, I really want to piggyback on what you just said. Um, and it's about uh, getting back up. That's what you said mm-hmm. just a yeah. second ago, correct, is getting back up. Yep um yeah one of the things that i that i heard recently which i think would really be good to uh land on the ears of a new agent is that when you get your your broker license and you're looking to get started um the mentality of approaching people if you go out seeking one person that will say yes then you might be overburdened by receiving so many different no's okay but i heard one gentleman put it in a way of going out to seek certain number of um, rejections yeah, knows, right? on yeah. the statistical guarantee that, that a person will say yes. So you, you go out and you say, I'm going to get 10 people to say no to me today. And, and by doing that, you're going to get more people to say yes.
0: I so it's a persistence yep. thing.
2: And because that's one of the hardest things about being a real estate agent is you have to. Maintain a self-propelling attitude, and you have to have confidence. And if you're taking every rejection personally, um, it's just you're not going to be as effective as if you're going out, anticipating those no's, and seeing them as a an indication that you are out making your rounds, introducing yourself, and and uh, growing your roots of your business. Oh
0: my God, I love that. So it reminds me of of, of a quote that basically, I mean, like, or, or an analogy, I should say in baseball, you're successful. If you can, you know, if you're su- at, at, the plate, if you get a hit or a walk, a third, you know, th- three out of 10 times, right? Three yeah. out of 10 times, you're you're considered successful at the plate. What do you call a real estate agent who gets one yes for every nine no's? You call him a millionaire. A millionaire. You know I mean, right. <laughs> like, just like you said, it's just, it's a statistical, uh, fact you will get the yes. You just have to be able to accept the no's, just like you said. I do want to switch gears just to move things along. We, have, we want to kind of wrap up talking about why we each chose listing leaders to hang our license, because that matters, because this is the Listing Leaders Podcast.
2: Absolutely, absolutely So Brian, long.
0: you mentioned you had a, a bit of a previous relationship with our owner founder, Kevin Hutnick. We will get him on the podcast eventually, I promise. But for now, why, why did you find Listing Leaders, or how did you start your relationship with Kevin? Well. Kevin and I go
1: way back, way back, way back. we're talking when Kevin had hair. Neither one of and, you were then when old. he was thin <laughs> <laughs> and I can say that because I'm bigger than Kevin. So it's cool. Right, Kevin. No, I, uh, I, I knew when watching Kevin and his success, that that's definitely where, if I'm going to be a, a real estate agent, that's where I want to be. I want to be somewhere that he treats everybody like family. He treats everybody the same with the same amount of respect. That as long as they don't, you know, they're they're putting their effort into it. He, Kevin's a, is a stand up guy, and I knew from all those years of knowing Kevin that I would definitely the moment I got my license, that's where my license was going to hang, is with, under his umbrella somewhere.
0: Awesome. No, and, that's, I, I, I didn't have that, but that's that that's good. Right.
1: Good, but I, that's from me knowing him for all those years. Yeah. You, I'm more, I'm more uh, thrilled to hear what you guys have to say because I had the pleasure of knowing him all that time. Josh, you, you're new.
2: I'll- yeah, interestingly, uh, Kevin was the first person I spoke to from Listing Leaders. And um, interestingly, I put my information in on the website. Um, and so so the, the chronology of me getting my license is a little bit different, I think. And that's like what Kevin said. He said I was the only person that had ever called and I already had my license, and it just wasn't um, active yet. It wasn't assigned, oh. uh, because I had done my own studying, taken the test, and then I was deciding between some brokerages, And but even before I uh, began studying, I, I was leaning towards listing leaders, um, and I can't remember what caused me to know about listing leaders that early on, but so I got my license, and then I put my information into a couple different um, sources on the website um our websites for local brokerages and uh actually just a couple hours later kevin called me on the phone and he said uh, hello i i got your information off of the website that you're interested in our real estate school so i told him that i already had my license and we spoke for i think kevin gave me around 45 minutes of his time which um when I got off the phone and later on realizing probably what a busy person uh, Kevin is and how much how large of an organization this is, essentially I was, um, I was kind of amazed how patient he was with me on the telephone. And so that was actually, that, that reinforced the appeal. Um, but the, the licensee office that I'm with, Listing Leaders Premier, they have an office that's practically on the same road as my house. Um, and, I, and I got the impression that listing leaders was a community, had a good community um, atmosphere, which is something that I really wanted. I don't I'm not interested in, in competition where people are dividing mm-hmm. one another. I really believe in um, amplifying one another, and uh, creating opportunities. So I, I saw that about listing leaders, that maybe there was more of a cooperative um, atmosphere. And so that was largely what led me to come to this organization. Uh, was the uh, the growth that I was witnessing, um, and the uh, the belief that the community here is good. Yeah. And um, so
0: no, that's great. There's there's two things you said that I'd like to unpack just a little bit, which is also one of the reasons why I'm here, or two of the main reasons why I'm here. Uh, you mentioned the familial aspect we do operate like one big family but in conjunction with that and what makes that work is the second thing you mentioned i want to what i want to i want to hit on which is the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset
2: absolutely uh
0: we see that we saw that in the middle a lot you're going to see that anywhere and especially in real estate where we're in sales at the highest level There's a lot of people who are going to hold on to their knowledge. Mm -hmm. If they tell you what they know, in their mind, you've become just as valuable as they are. I don't believe that. I have an abundance mindset. Um, Just going back to some of the books that I read, you know what, we don't even need to go there. It's the abundance mindset and the familial aspect that I love about it as well. They don't care whether you wanna sell one house a year or you wanna set the world on fire and sell 50. If you're willing to share your goals, which Josh did earlier and I love, Uh, if you're willing to share your goals we're going to find a way and illuminate a path for you to accomplish those goals no matter what they are and no matter how much time you can devote to real estate we're going to show you the path you got to walk down it right we're going to light it up for you we're going to point you in the right direction but you got to put one foot in front of the other and if you do that we're going to make sure you succeed I i love hearing that so That's awesome. I mean, we're we're a little bit over the half hour mark. It's been so wonderful to get to know you guys, and I'm sure the listeners feel the same way. Josh, you mentioned you're doing business. I would talk to the people, let them know how they can get a hold of you, especially if they'd like you to maybe take some pictures of their photography, some listings they made. Yes,
2: absolutely. So with that, I do uh, offer interior um, and exterior real estate photography, also aerial uh, photos, aerial videos, and also, uh, uh, I can be consulted about notarizations uh, to perform a notarization. So my phone number is 219-877-4042. And my email is contact at joshuawozniak.com. You can also visit my website, joshuawozniak.com, and see some of the things I have up there. That's going to be growing in the coming days. This is going to be a big year, 2022. Uh, for my own personal brand and my company and my services so just check that stuff out and, and follow it and see it grow and if uh, if i can offer it to you then reach out and we will go from there
0: i love it can we find you on social
2: yes absolutely you can find my facebook uh joshua wozniak i also have a broker page on facebook and i also am on instagram at uh, Joshua underscore Wozniak.
0: Awesome. And actually, one of the future episodes that I cannot wait to do, we're going to do an entire episode on social media. I mean, it's just and YouTube, two, by the way. And you, uh, I, on YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. You're on yep. YouTube. It okay. jo-
2: should be Joshua Wozniak, Joshua underscore Wozniak. So
0: Joshua Wozniak at everywhere.com. That's I'm good. just I'm joking. Yeah. E- everywhere, 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 everywhere. Okay, Brian, I just piggyback off that. Why don't you share with us your 2022 goals? I know I put you on the spot because we did not talk about this prior, but also um, then where people can get a hold of you. Well. Oh. Uh, my
1: 2022 goals. I'm gonna try to still. I still got to finish up US deal, and I'm going for a house a month. That's the goal I put forth this year. If I do two in one month, as long as I average 12 for the year, I think that's a really good start for the first time for the first full year since I started late last year because uh, I ended up moving and uh, I got my license in June, so it, I, I didn't get to take off right away. Um, I, I feel confident I can do that. I'm already I'm I'm starting to hit some good numbers already and we're only in February. Oh man, that's awesome. Still so glad that, to hear I'm that. Excited. Uh, as far as uh, anyone need to get a hold of me, it it I'm two one nine seven seven one 187 If you need a DJ or a bodyguard, I'm your guy.
0: I may need both.
1: <laughs> DJ and a bodyguard. Well, we, I mean, we didn't you know, even touch I, on that the yet. Jiu Jitsu's coming back. Oh
0: ah yeah. he's, he's healed up. He's healed, healed up, up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's ready to go. Um, and then, uh, I guess rounding out with me, my 2022 goals are: I do want to do three million in volume this year, but that's also because my primary focus is my school. I my goal for my real estate school, pre-licensing school, is to graduate 80 students in 2022. Um, we're gonna hold four classes, both day and night, before the summer break. I am gonna take the summer off. and Then we're gonna do three or four again in the fall. Uh, and I've got 25 in class right now, so if I can get 80 people through my school and you know, help a few people along the way, then again, that's winning, right? So I appreciate everybody's time. Uh, Next week, uh, next two weeks, we do hope to do this every two weeks, hope to release everything on Monday, every other Monday, direct to your ear holes for your enjoyment. Um, Next week, we wanna talk a little bit about personalities, um, specifically the disc profile. Uh, The disc profile is always something that fascinated me and could be very relevant to new agents. Everybody knows they have a personality. Not everybody knows where their personality falls into a category. And then once you have that, once you've defined kind of what category your personality falls into, sometimes it'll illuminate strengths and weaknesses. And we always talk about our highest and best use of time, right? What's the highest and best use of our time? Well, if I have a certain kind of personality, maybe my time is going to be better served doing um, activity X than activity Y. Right. So we're all three going to take a personality test, and we're going to learn a lot about each other, and we're going to discuss it the next time we get together. Does that sound good? Sounds good. sounds Sounds great
2: to me. And I think one thing we should do is address our listeners personally. Thank you for listening. And make sure that you like, make sure that you tune in for our next episode. And if you have any comments or feedback, then I think all three of us unanimously would love seeing that. I love it. Love it. Love it.
0: Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate your time, and we'll see you next week. Next week. Have fun. Thank you for listening to the Listing Leaders Podcast. No doubt there's a learning curve in starting a podcast, and we promise to continue to make it better. Like Josh said, we would love to hear any and all feedback and hope you tune in in two weeks for our next episode. Until then, take care of yourself and others.